Thanks for tuning in to the Hope Church Podcast. We hope that you're blessed and encouraged to walk out the gospel as you listen to this message. Good morning, everybody. Guys, the, the sermon is so big today, I had to have three tables to preach it. It's, it's amazing. Man, it's, it's so good to see you all this morning. For real, you are uh, just amazing. Our church, it was amazing to be out worshiping outside Wednesday night for all together night. So good to be with you today. I just have a couple quick little things I want to share with you before we jump into what, what we're going to do today. But um, this coming Wednesday night, we're actually going to have right in this room at 630 a night of worship and prayer and intercession. Yeah, we're going to be praying for our nation. We're going to be doing that the next two Wednesday nights at 630 here. Kids ministries will not be running, but our Hope Student Ministries, our youth uh, aged uh, students will be having their time at 630 as well, just like they normally do. But in this room, I want to encourage you to come if you're able to, to do that. The other thing I wanted to mention, is, do we have any young adults in the room? Okay, I think they mostly come to 10.30, 10.45. They're sleeping still. Um, but I want to welcome all the college students, post-college, 20-somethings, out to our house tonight for a bonfire. For dinner and bonfire, 6 o'clock, you can go on the Hope website and uh, find out how to get there and all of that. We're going to have a, a wonderful time. So uh, this morning, we're going to do something that we have never done before and I'm not sure that I've actually ever seen it done in a service before. How many are afraid? Don't worry, I'm not going to do any cartwheeling or anything like that. Um, but I, in just a few minutes, I'm going to invite a few of my friends to join me on the stage. And we're going to actually read and pray through the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5, 6, and 7. We're going to read literally every word of the Sermon on the Mount. I don't think you will ever have been in a service where more scripture has been read. How many say that's not a bad thing? It's gonna be good. We're not gonna bring commentary on it. There isn't anybody gonna be preaching it. We're actually gonna let the sermon that Jesus preached speak to us. We're gonna let the bare word of God, the words of Jesus, just pierce our hearts and wash over our hearts this morning. But before we begin, I just wanna give a little context to this, this sermon, that leading up to the sermon, Jesus had just spent 40 days in the wilderness. He'd been, he'd been baptized. He comes out of the wilderness full of the Holy Spirit, and he begins his ministry. And uh, he just called his disciples um, to leave the life that they'd been living behind and to follow him. He just called the disciples. He, uh, in, in Matthew chapter 4, this all happens in there leading up to the sermon. He'd been healing the sick. He'd been casting out demons. He'd been just healing those who were oppressed in every, every way. And it says that his fame spread. So Jesus got famous quick. People were following him from all over. And it says this. It says, seeing the crowd, he went up on the mountain and he sat down his disciples came to him, and it says that he opened his mouth. How many know that when Jesus opens his mouth, it's a good moment? He opens his mouth, and he begins to preach to them this Sermon on the Mount. I recently heard, and I've said this before in here, I recently heard somebody say that the Sermon on the Mount is the constitution of the kingdom, when I heard that, there was something in it that really resonated with me, that it, it is like the manifesto, the marching orders that Jesus gave to his disciples. 
The word, I was looking this up, the word manifesto. Can you say manifesto? Manifesto. The, manife- the word manifesto describes the declaration of policy, particularly before an election by a political party or candidate. Isn't that wild? Like we've been hearing a lot of political manifestos, haven't we? Is anybody tired of all the political manifestos, right? But, but I, I want to tell you today that as we get into this sermon, I want to tell you that there is one manifesto that is high and above every other manifesto. And it's not a political one. It is not a political one. It's the manifesto of the kingdom of God that comes straight from the mouth of the Son of God. And that's what we're going to be in today. What we're about to read in these three chapters is the very value system of the kingdom of God. The Sermon on the Mount is, a, is an invitation to kingdom life. It's actually an invitation for the followers of Jesus to actually be Jesus' people. It's a radical call, actually, as we read it, as these words pierce our heart. It's a radical call to follow him in a counter-culture kind of way, which is really one of the central themes of the entire Bible, Right? That God has always been calling a people to be set apart. He's always been, from the very beginning in Genesis, he's been calling a people to be set apart for him. To be very much in the world, but very much not of the world. And uh, as as we jump into this today, these three chapters actually give us vision for what kingdom life and community look like when we're under the rule of God. How many want to live under the rule of God. I know you do. I do too. I want to tell you living under the rule of God, living in the kingdom of God, it looks different. It looks different than the world around us. It looks it looks different sometimes even than the life that we live as followers of Jesus. Have you ever had a moment where you were living a certain way and then Jesus spoke to your heart and you said, "Wow, I was not living kingdom there." I was not living kingdom there. And as I read through the sermon, I've been meditating over this over the last couple of months. We prayed through it as a staff. And as we began to read the words, different ones would just begin to weep because the words of Jesus are so powerful and convicting. But one of the things that stood out to me as I read this sermon is that six times through the sermon, Jesus says, you've heard it said, but I say. You've heard it said, but I say. And he was giving the, what he was doing is he was giving the true intent and the spirit of the law. But I want to just suggest to us today that sometimes, even in church culture, even in Christian culture, we pick up things along the way. We pick up mindsets. We pick up ideologies that are, I don't know where we get them from. We pick them up, but, but we say, you, I hear today, Jesus is going to say, you've heard it said like this in your church You've heard it said like this in Christian culture, but I'm saying this. But I'm saying this. There's so many different narratives that are flying around right now that if we aren't grounded in kingdom narratives, we're going to be swept up in all the other narratives that are shouting for our attention. I said there was going to be no preaching, and clearly I already am. (laughs) In the same way, though, I'm passionate about this for us as a church. It might be good for us to spend the next like six months in the Sermon on the Mount, honestly. I heard one amen back there. Yes, I heard that. In the same way, though, that God gave Moses the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai, Jesus goes up on a mountain. He calls his disciples to join him. And there he teaches them the values 
of the kingdom of heaven. I believe it's a message for this hour. Would you stand with me? We're going to open up in prayer, and I'm going to invite my friends to come up here on the stage with me. And I would just encourage you, if you have your Bibles, you can grab them. They'll be on the screen, but um, don't worry, you're not going to stand for the whole sermon (laughs) for the three chapters. But I want us to actually just put our hands out in front of us this morning, and I want us to open up in prayer today. Would you just offer yourselves before the Lord this morning? You guys can come up here, our our team. Come on, they're, they're a little slow. Here we go. Jesus, I pray even right now that as we begin to open your words, that you would challenge our belief systems. Holy Spirit, would you come and would you fill the atmosphere? Would you ignite our hearts with the words of Jesus? I pray that every belief system that does not line up to your belief system, you would challenge it and it would be brought down. That we would come into alignment. Would you pierce our hearts with your words? Holy Spirit, we welcome you to lead us today into all truth. And I pray that you would give us ears to hear and eyes to see. And everybody said, amen. Amen. You can sit. All right. Well, I want to introduce everybody that's up here. And then we're going to get right into it. And we're going to actually take communion at the end tonight. It's going to be... Not tonight, this, this morning. <laughs> it's going to be a long service, guys. <laughs> We're going all day. <laughs> so down here we have Heath Adamson. Y'all know Heath. Carice Music. My wife, Christy. Cherie Whaley. And Diego Vienna. Can you give them all a hand? Diego's from Brazil, so you're going to enjoy him reading the most. Because we all know that when there are accents from other countries, it's just more anointed. It just is. But uh, I'm really excited about this today. And so if you have your Bibles, open up to Matthew chapter 5. And Heath is just going to begin us. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain. And when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth. And he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. God, I pray that our definition of being blessed will be the same as yours. I pray for 
those moments when it is hard, when we are mistreated, when we struggle, when things are not aligned with your character and your attributes in our response from the posture of our heart, we are blessed. I thank you, God, that your dictionary is different than ours. And I pray that we will frame our world and predetermine our response by the way you see things. I thank you that we are blessed, even when it doesn't always feel that way, even when we don't always see it that way, that blessing is real, it is palpable, for it is in you. And that's where we find ourselves today. Thank you that we can be blessed. Jesus. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Father, I thank you that that's who you've created us to be. Father, that we wouldn't try and hide in the seasoning cabinet behind other things. But God, that we would step out in front in boldness and in confidence, not in ourselves, but in knowing who you are and who you've called us to be. Father, I pray that we wouldn't hide our lights, that we wouldn't turn down the light, the wattage on the lights that you've placed within us, but we would turn it up bright because that's who you've called us to be, not even just at the base of the hill, but on top of the mountain with our light shining bright because that's who you are inside of us, God, that you are not dim, that you are bright. You are the highest wattage of light. God, let that be who we boldly step out and shine before men, God. That it's not a a deafening light or a pain light, God, but it is illuminating. It illuminates the dark and guides us, Father. Let us look to you to be the light and look to who you've called us to be. Your Holy Spirit that guides us and, and, and is our light, empowering us to be light for others. In Jesus' name. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come to abolish them. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Verse 21, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder. And whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. 
So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gifts. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. Can we pray together on this? Father, I pray that we would be those that are quick to forgive. I pray that we would be those that walk with a real openness to your voice, that Father, if there is ever a thing that comes between us and anyone, that we would be quick to go to that person. Even before we would come to the house of worship, that we would lay our our offering down and say, we have to make this right. Father, I pray that we would show the world who you are, that we would be those that are quick to forgive, that we are those that would, that would quickly go and make things right with others. I even pray in this time that we're in right now where there is so much offense. Father, I pray that the church, that the followers of Jesus, that we would be radical in this, that we would never let anything come between us and others. We would go to them. I pray that we would show the world who you are through this in Jesus' name. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. So, Lord, I pray that if there is anything in any of our hearts that would be keeping us from relationship with you, that we would cut it out, Lord. That we would take it out. That we would remove it. That there would be nothing in our hearts that our eyes that our hands see or do that would keep us in right relationship with you. And so, Lord, I just pray right now, God, that you would stir in our hearts, Lord, that you would quicken our heart and our minds to be able to see those things, Lord, that we would want to quickly remove them. And, Lord, I just pray a covering over marriages today. I pray a covering over marriages, that there would be nothing that would be able to come into the relationship between the man and that woman, Lord. God, I pray that there would be nothing that would come in the way of the love that you have bound together. And so, Lord, I pray right now, Lord, a covering protection over homes, protection over the wife and the husband, that you would bind them together, that you would grow their love so strong, God, that nothing can penetrate it, Lord. We thank you, God, Lord, that you are the creator of marriages and that nothing is going to stand between that covenant. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Verse 33, again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. 
Do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist, resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. Father, so I know there is a, a hunger and a desire for justice in this nation now with so many things going on in the last few months. But you've introduced different justice to earth with your son. Lamb of God, when you came, you were justice from heaven. You bore sin. You bore, Lord, all of our uh, iniquities on your back. So I ask you, Lord, that you would turn our eyes to you in the throne of grace and mercy. There you find justice in there. It wouldn't be the eye for an eye anymore. It wouldn't be tooth for tooth, Lord. Cause our hearts, Lord, to see justice the way you see. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You have heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. And pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect. As your heavenly father is perfect. Lord, I pray for those who are wounded. Who have deep wounds from enemies. Those who were abused. Judged, criticized. Those who have been violated. Those who face other enemies like depression. I pray for the enemies that need to go away to disappear from our lives. But for the enemies that we have confused with people you've called us to love. Lord, we step in and we say yes. We will love people. I pray that we will love people we disagree with. I pray that we will love people who are different than we are. I pray that we will love people who in some ways have become like an enemy because they have mistreated and violated and at times done harm. Lord, we choose to love them. Show us what love looks like. Give us wisdom to know the difference between putting up boundaries and isolating ourselves. Give us wisdom to know how to love enemies without tolerating abuse. 
Help us discern how to love people in a way that you love them, Jesus. Teach us, for this does not come natural, and it is not easy. But yet you've called us to do so. So we say yes. We will love our enemies. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Father, I pray that we would carry your heart of humility. God, that we would live and walk and move in humility. God, in Springfield, in these surrounding areas, Father, that we would not be afraid or too prideful to be the hands and feet in Jesus to our community that so desperately needs you. God, that we would be the ones um, who aren't looking for a good job, Because Jesus wasn't looking for a good job. He was doing it because he was walking love. Father, may we be walking love to Springfield and to Republic and to Willard and Rogersville and Marshfield and Ozark and Nixa and all of the surrounding places, God. May we be walking love in Walmart and Target and in all of the stores, God. May we be walking love or driving love behind the wheel of our vehicles. And when we're pedaling through town and in our neighborhoods, may we be walking love to our neighbors that we do know, that we don't know, that are grumpy, that are happy. God, may we be never changing in our display of your love. May we be consistent in our love for you and in the way that we live our lives. I just want us to keep praying into that for a minute. Would you just lift your hands? Can we just begin to pray in the spirit uh, this morning out loud? We're just going to ask that. May we be walking love. Come on, let's just ask that for just a fresh anointing to see this way, to view life this way. Come on, church. Would you just lift your voices all over? Any of you that want to jump in and pray. Father, that we would shine so bright with your love. Walking love. All over the city right now, when there's so much division all over the place, may the church be walking love. All of us, God, just shining with the goodness, compassion, your hands and feet. I pray that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. We're not just doing this as a formality today. Could we take a good 60 seconds and just really ask him to open that up for fresh vision over us? Would you pray out loud with us today? Just walking love in the workplace, in the marketplace, in the school place, in the home place. Walking love. Jesus. Lord, everywhere we go, people would see you, that we would point to you. God, that we'd be so generous, not just with our money, but with our time, with our intentions, with the things that we put our hands to, not to be seen for such reward as people around us to see, but because you see it, God, you see all those hidden places, God. So Lord, I just pray that we would have such generosity in our hearts 
to love on people, to spend time with people, to want to be able to have our hearts break when their hearts are breaking, God. Lord, that we would see people through your eyes, that we would see this city through your eyes, because that's when change will happen, when our hearts break like your hearts break, Lord. So, God, I pray that you would do that even today, Lord. Lord, as we come in contact with people, instead of seeing them through our own human eyes of poverty, God, that we would see them as sons and daughters of the living God. Lord, how you've created them to be, Lord, that you would open our eyes to see them in that way, Lord. Break our hearts for what breaks yours. Lord, that we would want to give our time and our intentions to the lost, to the people who don't know you, that that would be our heart's cry. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily.